You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds because I'm really funny on there, you guys. I have really funny Instagram stories. Um, usually of my neighbors, my Ubers, and me dancing in the shower. Yeah, it gets thirsty in the shower. Um, and keep up with the show at No Filter with Zach. We got funny memes. We've got clips from uh, reality shows, clips with your favorite reality stars from this show. It's always a good time. So go and check it out. Go and listen to me because I'm I'm just a real treat. I'm sitting here baking in my fake tan. I have to wash it off as soon as I'm done with with taping this. But I'm like legit just like baking in my couch in my robe. I'm naked in my robe, you guys, with, just with my fake tan are all on me. Um yeah, it's a good Monday. It's a good Monday. I got a lot of coffee in me. I had a lot of, um, actually did not have a lot of anything happening over the weekend. The most that happened to me was my my cousin is moving away. She's moving to Virginia after living in Los Angeles for her whole life. And we grew up together and now she's leaving. And we were supposed to have like a really small, you know, really quarantine safe. So don't drag me in my DMs. Um, little get together just to like send her off and be like, love you, girl, miss you. And then apparently at some point I'm gonna have to go to Virginia to visit her. Um, but I mean, I'll make a trip out of it. It'll be fun. Anyway, she's moving across the, the, I almost said the world, but across the country. And so on I on Saturday, I went to my grandmother's house to see her because that's where she's staying temporarily until she moves. And so I went to go see her to like have like a little send off dinner. And then I get there and I find out, first of all, one, she's in San Francisco. And then the rest of my family wasn't even there. Nobody was coming over that day because I apparently got the wrong date of her send off dinner. And her send off dinner is actually tonight. So like, you know, that's that's my family for you. They didn't give me any real official details, so I show up and nobody was there, which was a fun time. So then I just ate all of my grandmother's food. Um, hopefully you guys had a better weekend. I also did some some cocktail mixing. I mixed up. Um, I haven't done drinks of the week in a while, which is why I mix up like fun little cocktails on my Instagram store on on my IGTV. So I did a new one with my pals at Drink Simple. I've talked about Drink Simple a few times. They're um the maple water, which is it's like. There's like electrolytes in it and minerals in it. And it's it's actually super yummy and super hydrating, especially right now in the summer when it's like really hot. But so anyway, so I mixed there. They have an orange mango sparkling maple water. It actually tastes really good, you guys. I would, I would definitely recommend getting the Drink Simple Sparkling Waters. I've used their sparkling maple waters and like other cocktails. But anyway, so this week I used their orange mango uh, sparkling maple water to make my orange dreamsicle cocktail. So I do like clean cocktails that you can like drink without being too like fucked up or hungover the next day. It's always a good time. So I use Drink Simple Sparkling Orange Mango Sparkling Maple Water to make my orange dreamsicle. And it literally tastes like the ice cream. Do you remember when you're like a kid and you're like, yes, I love, you know, you you love like those little ice cream sticks and they have like the cream inside and it's coated with the orange ice cream. And it's just like, it's a good time. Well, that is basically this in, I, I did it in a mason jar because I wanted to feel fancy. I wanted to feel like Kristen Cavallari and like her True Roots cookbook. Um, so I mixed it in that and it's actually, it's delicious. It's like made with vodka. It's made with drink simple. It's made with fresh oranges. It's made with um, some French vanilla stevia. It's delicious. So if you want to get, if you want to check that out and make it this week or this weekend, um, definitely go to my Instagram at Just Plain Zach and you can watch the IGTV video. You can watch me make a hot mess of myself actually crafting the drink or you can just go to Just Plain Zach and all the recipes are on there. So you can check that out. 
Um, let's see what else. Oh, I just want to really quickly. Okay, so well, this week, let me give you a shot of what we're breaking down this week. So today, we're going to break down Kanye going cray cray. We're going to talk about Lisa Vanderpump's new spinoff because I have a lot of thoughts about that. Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. We're going to get a peek inside from what the girls have released so far. Lala Kent. That's her name, right? Lala Kent, right? Why do I feel like that's not her name? Um, so Lala has a new tattoo of Randall. And I have some thoughts about that. Kristen Doty is speaking out for the first time in a new interview with Hollywood Live, which I didn't even know was like an actual thing, but apparently it is. Um, cool for Dax. Dax is not Dax Shepard. What the fuck is his name? Dax something. From He was on TMZ. And now he's not on TMZ. Um, and then lastly, Nicki Minaj is pregnant, you guys. So like, congrats, girl. Go send her some good luck. Everybody's getting pregnant right now. We have, like, Stassi who's pregnant. We have Lee Michelle who's pregnant. We have Nicki Minaj who's pregnant. We have a lot of a lot of problematic people getting pregnant these days. Um, but congrats, Nikki. Hope you, like, have, like, a good a good pregnancy, girl. We, you know, hopefully you'll give us some new bops. We'll we'll see what, what music you've been producing in quarantine. I mean, if anything, we may we may just get like some more um some more like rap songs about like people eating your ass while you're pregnant and like how it you know, how that feels with hemorrhoids. All right, let's um give you guys a couple of quick shout outs because I've been promising to do this for a minute. So really quickly, I want to shout out Runner Girl 66. She says she loves this podcast, even though she's not a millennial. She said, I absolutely love Zach's podcast. He caters to the younger crowd, but I enjoy it too. He keeps it real and he keeps me laughing. Runner Girl 66. Thank you, girl. If you guys also want to give your, leave your Instagram handles like in the reviews, I'll shout out your Instagram too. Um, also, Andy Pandies says, great work, Zach. Concise, quick moving podcast with all the latest gossip. I love it. Well, on that note, Andy's Pandies, I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Andy Pandies, Andy Pandis, Andy Pandies. Um, on that note, I'm thinking of going back to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday and doing Mondays. We'll do uh, weekend pop culture breakdowns and then Fridays we'll do week pop culture breakdowns only because I feel like so much news happens in between Mondays that like I like it's stuff that happened last Tuesday and Wednesday that were like really hard to talk about. It's like too late to talk about it now because it's like it happened. So I'm thinking of maybe doing Monday's uh, weekend breakdowns. Wednesday's unfiltered interviews and Friday's weekly breakdown. So like all of the news from Monday to Friday will break down on Fridays. All of the stuff from Friday or Monday to Thursday, all the stuff from Friday to Sunday will break down on Mondays. And then all of the interviews will continue to be on Wednesdays. So I think that's going to happen soon. All right, let's see. What should we start with? Okay, we should probably talk about start talking about Kanye West because I feel like that's like a real hot topic right now because he like went cray cray and like a lot of people are like making fun of him. A lot of people are dragging him. A lot of people are dragging Kim Kardashian. And like I get it, I get it, I get where all of this is coming from. But at the same time, I just feel like he's really like in need of some like mental intervention. Sorry, I'm trying to adjust my robe as I'm taking this off because it's like really hot with this spray tan on. Um, so I think. Like, my take on it is that, like, Kanye is, like, no longer on the Hot Mess Express. He's, like, officially become the conductor. And this train is, like, going to crash soon if Kris Jenner or Kim Kardashian can't, like, hop in and be like, yo, homie, we got to, like, get this shit straight. Like, he, in the words of Dorinda, he is not well, bitch. He's just... The rants, like, at one point, you're like, okay, he does, like, a little rant. He goes on Twitter. He goes on TMZ. He says things are taken out of context. He, get, like, he gets, like, really hyped up. But now we're at a point where it's just, like, he doesn't know what the line is anymore. And, like, some people are like, oh, Kanye, you know, you're talking about Trump. We hate you for that. Um, and 
he's just he said some really problematic things and gone on some really crazy problematic rants but i think it's reached a new kind of tick tipping point where like he no longer sees reality and he and the the issue is there are still so many people that are like encouraging his behavior and like look if you support kanye west like i'm not going to drag you for that you you do you um you know i still listen to some of his music but like what I'm saying is when all of these people like encourage him, they're like, yeah, Kanye, go Kanye, go yay. It's like you're you're amping him up to think that this behavior is normal and it's not. And I feel like Kim Kardashian is also put in a really bad position because like now she's like, well, this is my husband. You know, I think it's really easy for people on Twitter to be like, Kim needs to leave him or Kim needs to do something. But it's like, think about you. Think about you and your man. And if your man just like started to like, you know, he started to 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 I mean he Kanye says he's now been diagnosed bipolar but like let's say Kanye West was your husband and he was starting to go off the rails and you live in the public eye where like you know it's not really something that can be contained so like like what do you do in that instance like do you try and treat him do you try and put him into a treatment center like we know he's he's been checked into you know psych wards before and like Kim's had to deal with that but like like I just feel like people are being like really hard on her and like she's in it's like she's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like that's her her husband. She obviously loves this man. This is the father of her children. I'm sure she's also trying to protect her children. And I'm sure she doesn't want to leave Kanye. I mean, obviously they fell in love for a reason. And I think I think she's done really well of being like, look, he's my husband. I'm always going to support my husband. That doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with everything he does or says, but he's my husband and I love and support him for, you know, who he is. Again, doesn't mean she has to agree or stand by every single thing he does and says. Now, where I think a lot of people are also really having an issue with it is at his most recent rally, he talked about Kim having an abortion. He's like, yo, my wife was considering having an abortion. She had these pills. She was going to get rid of my baby. And then she and then he was like, and then we decided not to do that. And I'm glad that we didn't do that because we almost murdered my daughter. And like, it just it got a little intense. Um, but like, that's also something that like, I know Kim Kardashian is very open or the Kardashians have been very open about like their scandals and, you know, and stuff in the past. But like some things I'm sure just don't need to be put out there for everybody or or if they're going to be put out there, then I'm sure they there's a certain respect that needs to be done with it. Like, obviously, like, you know, Khloe Kardashian and some of the her, her scandals with Tristan or Lamar or Kim when she was robbed in Paris. Like, these were really big things that, you know, they approached on the show. How deep they got with it, you know, is, is one argument. But, like, um, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like it wasn't his place to talk about it. It was her place to talk about about it because it was her pregnancy and her, you know, decision. Ultimately, obviously, they're in a relationship together and they conceived a child together. So there's a conversation that they should both have. But in terms of like talking about this all these years later like that, I think this is where he's like blurring those lines between like what's like there are no boundaries anymore. And he just is no longer in touch with reality. And like, look, especially as it comes to, you know, Kim Kardashian and like her decision to or her her, um, you know, weighing her options on whether or not she wants to have an abortion. Like, look, whether I personally like abortion or not, that's none of my business to decide what you do with your body. So, like, you do you, I'll do me. And so I think everybody judging her for that is also kind of, like, in the wrong. Like, I just don't get why everybody loves, like, everybody on Twitter just loves to, like, come for each other for all sorts of dumb, dumb, stupid bullshit. I don't think we should be coming for Kanye. I think Kanye needs some serious help. I think Kim Kardashian is in a really tough position, but I think this is where the Kardashian family need to kind of have a come to Jesus with him and be like, look, we 
need to get you some serious help and cut out some of these like yes people around him because there are too many people that are like amping him up to do stupid shit and to have these rallies because they like the attention and they like being part of the attention and they need to like really you know get him to a good place like Teresa Judai said get yourself good go to a doctor's get some get some medication get yourself good I mean, I have mixed feelings about medication, so I, I'm just using Teresa's quote as a quote. But, like, whatever he's going to do that's going to help him, whatever's in his best interest and his family's best interest, you do you, Kanye. I support you. I don't support everything you say. I don't like everything that you say and how you approach it. But I support you getting yourself together and hopefully bringing us some good music in the future. All right, let's talk about Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. They taped their reunion. It was a virtual reunion, um, which I kind of, I guess they were all separate and they filmed separately. But then at the end of the night, Dorit, Erica, Kyle, and um, Lisa Rinna all got together. I don't know if they were together during the taping, but like, I guess they like finished a 13 hour day and were like, oh, let's all drive to Kyle's and like hang out and have drinks. I hope they had a sleepover because that's like a long drive for some of them. Um, but anyway, so they taped the reunion and there have been a lot of um, a lot of tea that is spilled out from the reunion. First off, Brandi Glanville has come out and said that she did not join the other women, but she has taped a one-on-one with Andy. Now, I believe that's a one-on-one that will air as part of the reunion. I don't think it's like a Watch What Happens Live special that's, you know, outside of the reunion. I wouldn't mind if they did either. Um but my th- my issue with it or where my brain, my wheels start to turn is with how calm and cool Brandy is with this decision. OK, because we saw her on Twitter. We saw her being like, I can't wait to speak out. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to blast this. I'm not a liar. I'm telling the truth. I have receipts. I got proof. I got everything you need. OK, she was really amped up about like really blasting this out there. Obviously, it's come up on the show. We're going to see it in the next few weeks. But her approach to being like, yeah, the producers called me and it was a mutual decision for us to just like not do this. I was like, "Mm, this is the I think I believe it was either the day before. I think it was the day before. I don't believe it was the morning of is when the producers gave her the call and they're just like, look, we don't think that you should join the other women. And she says that they said that it was going to be like a situation last reunion where all of the women were coming at Camille and it was Camille fighting with all of the women. However, I don't know if I believe that because like Camille was not on good terms with any of the women and was coming at each of them. Brandy is on good terms with most of the cast. The only issue she seems to have is with Denise and with Dorit. So I don't understand why Brandy wouldn't be comfortable going and sitting with the other women because it seems like it would be all of the women against Denise and possibly Garcelle because Garcelle is actually defending Denise. Um, But that just to me didn't make sense. I didn't see it as being a Camille situation. So I think that was kind of the party line that they gave Brandy. And I think that they have maybe promised Brandy a diamond next season or promised to bring her back. next. Like they did something. They paid her a bonus or have promised to pay her a bonus or promised to bring her back. She's too calm about this. And she's too, she's normally like, you know, the wild cannon that's unfiltered, just like blasting it all out there. And I think there's some sort of secret deal that happened that, um, is making her so okay with it because, or maybe she kind of just realized that like she's not making any additional money by joining the other women. No, I think she is way too much of a loose cannon to just like be this cool, calm and collected and to make an, a quote unquote official statement on her podcast. Like I think there's a, an under the table deal that was worked out. Now, 
I also don't think Brandy wasn't brought in uh, with the other women because Bravo may have been afraid that she would have said something that would have upset Denise. And so I think they it was more of like so let's uh let's allow her like let's um we don't want Denise to hear anything that Brandy says because we know that once Denise is keen to what's going on Denise will then send a cease and desist and threaten to take legal action so I think the way that they're bringing this up on the show is they're bringing Brandy in separately so that none of the women and Denise don't hear what Brandy actually reveals on the show and so that Denise doesn't get to hear it until it actually airs so that way she can be surprised like everybody else like all of us and then we'll get like the real story without there being because I think if Brandy came out with Denise Denise would obviously hear everything that Brandy had to say and if there was anything that she didn't like or wanted to be censored, she would then bring her lawyer back into the equation and get Brandy and and shut up and get Bravo to cut out whatever Brandy said and then we wouldn't be able to see it. So I think that may be a smarter strategy that I'm hoping is what's going on with Bravo to avoid Denise taking any further legal action. But I mean, at this point, I guess we'll just have to like wait and see. But I'm really excited to see what Brandy... Brandy better bring something or else I'm not going to be a Brandy stand anymore. I've loved Brandy and she's always kept it like very real and I think I'm ready for her to give me some like real juice and tea. And I know so many people are like, who cares what happens behind closed doors? I care. I care. I want to know. I love watching these reality shows for the drama, for the tea. I don't watch them just to see, you know, uh, in setting up a brunch at her house. Like I want to actually see the drama. That's what we're here for. Um, Lisa Renna also called out the reunion and said that it was total bullshit. And she said that she's done them for six. Ye- she's done this for six years, and she's never said that. But this reunion was bullshit, and apparently De- uh, Denise's cease and desist is clogging up the drama. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. On that note, I think um, we could we, like. I don't know if they'll even bring Denise back next season. I was a little, I'm a little torn about this for a few different reasons. So one, I think that she definitely brings some heat to the show. She's a name, obviously. Um, and arguably, like, without her this season, would it have even been any good? I don't know if, because we knew that there were rumors that the season was boring and that they ended up cutting weeks of footage um, prior to what they filmed in New York. And so I don't know if, Denise, I think she does. I mean, she brought a little zing to the show last season. Obviously, we don't like her not being as quote unquote real this season. But I think she definitely earned her diamond and she carried the heat that was thrown at her. And she's back and she's at the reunion and all of that stuff. So I think it's unlikely that she'll be the center of the drama two seasons in a row. So that may be one of the reasons she's not opposed to coming back. Um, Should Bravo even want her to come back? And I think, you know, the other women might, be open to bringing her well I don't know if they'll be open to bringing her back she has to quote unquote be real um but I don't think her throwing the cease and desist would be an issue next season because I guess the other women have kind of learned what to do around her or learned like what the 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 parameters are and again I don't think she'll take the heat they, they usually don't make you take the heat two seasons in a row back to back however the biggest like point of all, which is ultimately what like swayed my decision, is kind of the principle of it all. And like, if you're on a reality show, you shouldn't be allowed to bully a network with the threat of like legal action into editing something that you don't want on the show and that you want to be edited out. Like, unfortunately, like whether or not the affair happened and whether or not that was real, the conversation was real. The women trying to talk to about talk to her about it was real. And I think her threatening legal action to have that removed from the 
show, that's where it it gets like really messy. And it's all it also like sets a precedent for other housewives that they'll all just start doing this if they, you know, if the heat is taken on them one season, if they don't like something. Like we set the precedent or yeah, we set the precedent back when Adrian was on the show back in season three and she was fired from the show because she didn't come to the reunion and she was threatening to sue Brandy and the network to have, you know, what she didn't want aired. And now I think we kind of have to hold the same standard to, to Denise and not allow her to come back and lose her paycheck because we she allegedly when she first came onto the show signed on for three seasons and it was a four million dollar paycheck allegedly that's never been confirmed but so I think we have to let her go I think we have to let her lose that other part of the money because you know you can't be threatening the network to take out things that you want because that's just it's one it's not fair and two like then. Like I said, everybody would start to like throwing, start throwing around cease and desist if they didn't want a certain thing talked about. If Lisa Rinna didn't want to talk about the husband, then she could throw a cease and desist at Kim Richards, and then that whole scene would have been removed. And like, you know, we don't want that. We want the tea. We want the drama. We want all the good stuff. I'm. I was. Ex- I was gonna say I'm excited to see the reunion, but I was excited to see the reunion now that I know. Denise is kind of getting her way with a lot of this stuff. I'm less likely to be into the reunion, but I hope we get something good at it. And I hope Brandy has some sort of come to Jesus moment where she brings that heat in her one-on-one with Andy. And I'm hoping the fact that Denise doesn't get to hear it is ultimately what, what allows Brandy to have a little more free reign. Camille also confirmed that she was not at the reunion. And I think at this point, Camille just comes in a little too hot and doesn't know what she wants. And now she's coming after Erica Jane, saying that Erica Jane isn't real enough and doesn't show enough. And I mean, I get it because Camille was on the show in like seasons one, two, and three where like it was the realist. We saw like Kim's sobriety on full display. We saw Adrian and her kids go through the mess with Brandy talking about it on the show on full display. We saw Taylor and Russell and that drama kind of come out. Uh, Camille and her divorce with Kelsey Grammer. Like we saw very real, like a behind the curtain look at real housewives of Beverly Hills. Like these women that have these really manicured, glamorous lives. Now, you know, we got to see the inside of that. And I think that's what made Beverly Hills so great and so iconic. Whereas now we don't really see a lot of that like realness. I guess we're kind of seeing it with like Denise having an open marriage, allegedly. But now we're not really going to get to see it because now she's slapping the cease and desist. And this is where I think Bravo needs to put their foot down and be like, nope, we don't allow it. You're fired. Um, Lala has a new tattoo, Lala Kant from Vanderpump Rules, if she's even still on the show, if it even comes back next season. She has a new tattoo of Randall's name, and it's really, really small on her arm, and he posted it on his Instagram stories, and he zoomed in and says Rand, R-A-N-D, Rand on her arm. But my thing is, it's small enough to get covered up if the relationship goes south. Why you should get somebody's name tattooed on your body, I think it's stupid, but again, I think it makes a statement it makes him feel a little more comfortable about not having her sign a, um, fuck, what is that called? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. What the fuck is that called? Why is my brain blink- blinking? The thing that you sign so that you get their money at the end of it and it's split 50-50. A prenup. There you go. I don't know why my, I had a brain fart. I think the tattoo is small enough to be covered up, but obviously a big enough statement to not have to sign a prenup. That is what I said, and I stand by it. Also, Lisa Vanderpump has a spinoff coming to Peacock, which sounds really fucking stupid. It's a, it's a Vanderpump Dogs spinoff. 
And so this is where all of the women were coming at Lisa last season on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills talking about how she's doing all of this to get a Vanderpump Dogs spinoff. And now, especially because shows take quite a while to, to um, come to fruition when they're in development, usually a year, maybe sometimes two years, if not longer. And it's been about two years since they filmed that season. And it's been about one year since that season aired. So now I'm thinking uh, maybe there's actually some truth to those rumors about her getting her, her wanting to push a Vanderpump Dogs spinoff. And now that she left Bravo uh, to give the spinoff to somebody else. I actually think this was all a plan and the ladies had a right to come after her and had a right to really, I mean, I guess the timing of it was a little off with her with her losing her brother, but now Cedric has come out and he's like, she's not even really that close to her family and don't believe all of this nonsense. She's actually this crazy manipulative woman. I feel bad for LVP because she's taken a lot of heat in the past two a lot of heat in the past two years. She's lost her dad, or sorry, she lost her mother, she lost her brother, she lost her she lost her diamond. She is potentially losing Vanderpump Rules. It's in a huge big controversy. She lost Villa Blanca. Like it's you know. Mm, I'm not going to watch Vanderpump Dogs, I'll tell you that. I don't think Peacock is the platform for that. I don't think people are going to Peacock for those types of reality shows. I guess we have to wait and see what the reality show show actually is. But I don't think anybody's going to watch it regardless. Nobody wants to see John Sessa eating Lisa Vanderpump's asshole. Sorry, thank you, next. Uh, on the topic of Beverly Hills, in a new clip for this week's episode, so we see Garcelle sitting down and she's having lunch or dinner with Sutton. They're sharing a meal. And so Garcelle asks Sutton about her money, which, I mean, let's be honest, we all want to know. We all want to know how Sutton made her money. We all want to know where her money came from, like Joan Rivers' old show, How'd She Get So Rich? That's what we want to know. It's all, it's what we're all thinking about. We've all Googled it. I know we've Googled it because when I was Googling stuff about Sutton to ask when she was on my show, that was one of the top searches on Google is what is her net worth, which is allegedly two. Two million, which I expected it to be a lot more than two million, to be honest, but whatever. So Lisa Renna has come out um, and saw the clip that was released by Real Housewives Obsessed, Real Housewives of Beverly, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Obsessed, R-H-O-B-H Obsessed on Instagram. And Lisa commented on that and she said that it was tacky, which makes sense because she obviously hates Garcelle right now after the reunion and they've unfollowed each other. But otherwise, I think... Um, I think if she had, if Lisa Rinna had not been fighting with Garcelle, I think she would have been very much like telling Sutton to be real and just own it, baby. Own it. Harry Hamlin. Um, I don't think asking your friends how they made their money is entirely classless. I think it depends on the friendship. It depends on the level of intimacy you have within the friendship. I think it's a little tacky, but I don't think it's entirely terrible. I don't think it makes you a bad person. It just makes you somebody that doesn't have many boundaries or doesn't have much tact. Um, now, where I do find, I do find it really classless, tacky, and just overall bad is when you ask that friend on national television for the world to see it and judge it for you uh, and to judge you for it. That's where I think Garcelle was very messy in all of this because it's like you asked her on television like for it to be an open conversation. Like obviously if it were just like one-on-one -on -one girlfriends and maybe if she were coming to her with like business advice or whatever, it could be like a Bethany type situation. I think Bethany's very real about that stuff and she would be one-on-one. -on -one. But when you're doing it on TV with the whole camera crew of people knowing that this is likely going to air, that's where I think it's a little gross. Okay, Garcelle, I liked you at the beginning of the season, but I'm not loving you at the moment. Thank you, next. Kristen Doty has speaked out. She did a new interview with Hollywood Raw, which again, I didn't know was even a thing, but apparently now it's a thing. And okay, let's do it. Okay, let's go. I'm glad that she has spoken out. I thought it was really soon for her to speak out, but I mean, sure, she's doing it. And I 
she says that she's, I'll recap it for you. So if you don't want to actually listen to it, here are the, the cliff notes. She said that she's learned a lot. She says that she's done a lot of shutting up and listening. She's done a lot of inner reflection. She did a lot of crying and drinking. Um, and she has her good days and she has her bad days. Apparently, she also found out, um, she only found out about the news uh, from her lawyers that she was fired. So Bravo didn't tell her. Her lawyers told her that they were basically not re- not exercising their right to renew her contract, is what they said, for the next season. And apparently she only got that call from her lawyers five minutes before the news was, was actually announced. So she didn't hear about it from Bravo. She said she didn't get to talk to the network, didn't get to talk to anybody about it. It was like, you're fired and it's coming out. So like brace yourself and probably turn off your notifications because it's going to get ugly. And here we are. She also clarified that she didn't actually call the police, but that she actually just notified a tip line. Um, but she says that ultimately, like, what's done is done. She doesn't need to defend it. She doesn't have any intention on defending it. Um, and it's not what's important right now, which I get. I think she's learned a lot. I don't think she also wasn't trying to defend herself. It was more of like they, I think, asked her like if she had like what her thoughts were, if she had any, you know, defending what she said. And she's like, look, I can sit here and say that like I didn't actually call the cops. It was just a tip line that I notified. But that's not what's important right now. So I think that was really big of her. I obviously wanted to hear more of like her side of the story just because I love to, to dive deep. But I get her, you know, her kind of being respectful and saying that she's learning and she's trying to listen and, you know, what's done is done. And, you know, there's nothing she can do about it. She also says that she wished, which is what I said when this all kind of first came out, which I thought was like some accountability Bravo needed to have. She wishes that Bravo would have addressed it like on the show and on camera for them to actually, um, like air it out there for people to watch and um, use it as a teachable lesson for all of us. And I think that is reality TV. It's not just these, you know, storylines that are now, you know, being manipulated because we know the, the game. But like, I actually think that we should have seen the dialogue. We should have seen it being brought up. We should have seen other cast members, you know, maybe have a little moment of self-righteousness and call them out on their bullshit and see other cast members allow them to cry on their shoulder and have this be a dialogue and a discussion. Because I think there are still so many people that agree, that like Stassi and that like Kristen, that haven't been willing to open or shift their perspective because we haven't seen Stassi or Kristen really be willing to open or shift their perspective. You know what I mean? And I think when we see people that we watch on television and we see we get to watch them and we see them reach these milestones and we see them have these highs, there are things that we can identify in our own lives that relate to them and that's why we like them. And I think when they have their lows, like I'm pretty sure there are a lot of, you know, thoughts and old conditioning in my brain that I, you know, probably may have in the past thought about or th- uh, looked at Stassi's point of view and perspective similarly to my own and then seeing her kind of have this fall from grace and see her learn and open up her mind and have new perspective shifts. I think that would have allowed me to open up and shift my perspective. Ultimately, I did that on my own by having my own experiences and doing my own sort of work and research outside of um outside of social media but like I think it just would have opened up so many other people's eyes that maybe not have been as willing to um, shift their their mindset or perspective or be open to other people's experiences I think it would have you know especially since we know a lot of middle America is what is are the people that watch Vanderpump Rules that I think that's where a lot of the old conditioning from what we see is that's where a lot of it is coming from because there isn't as much exposure to diversity as much as you get in these bigger cities as in you know California and Los Angeles or New York um, you 
you know, it's it's not as you don't get as much of that diversity. So you don't often have as many of those different experiences or perspectives that I think if you can watch that on television and watch people like ourselves fall and get back up, I think that allows us to fall and get back up with them and learn through the process with them. So again, I wish Bravo would have addressed it. I think I talked about it on my episode with Chelsea Stark-Jones um, a few weeks ago. Is Bravo just saving their ass? I think is what it was called. We dissected all of that then. And I think, I don't know, there's a responsibility for these networks to kind of be willing to show that on TV. Like the, I think MTV did a good job of it on Teen Mom OG, where Taylor, Corey's girlfriend, uh, Cheyenne, who's one of the moms on Teen Mom OG, her ex or her baby daddy, Corey, has a girlfriend, Taylor, who's now his new baby mama. Um, and she made some really racist tweets back in the day. And Cheyenne brought it up on the show and they had a conversation about it and they addressed it. And it's been addressed several times. Ultimately, MTV ended up to ended up um, axing her from the network. And, you know, they were kind of upset saying that there's a double standard with some of the other reality stars that are on that show. But once especially that haven't really addressed some of their stuff or problematic behavior or grown from it. Whereas I think Taylor has shown that she's willing to grow and has grown a lot from it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that. That was a lot to break down this week. Um, this Wednesday I've got on Heather from Netflix's dating around and the lucky man that she chose on the show. So, uh, on Netflix, there's a show called dating around where these strangers go on dates with five different strangers. They're five blind dates basically. And they're all filmed. And it's kind of like, just like a fun journey to watch them and try to figure out who they're going to pick in the end. So I have Heather from season two of dating around with her pick. I won't tell you who it is, but go and watch dating around on Netflix. Cause it's like, it's actually really cute. It's a really great show. Um, it's just, it's super fucking adorable and it's not trashy and it's just like good, wholesome reality TV, but reality TV that you actually like enjoy without needing there to be drama. Um, so definitely watch the dating around. Come to uh, hashtag new filter with Zach Peter on Wednesday to listen to my interview with them for an inside peek at the show and one of my favorite couples on it. Thank you for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. I'm Zach Peter. You can give me a follow at just plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. And don't forget to listen to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter on all podcast platforms. And please, please, please give me a good five star review, not just a rating, but a review. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know what you think could be better. Um, and let me know that you love me. And I'll give you a shout out on next week's show. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Bye.